Hello, and welcome to Deplore, the podcast that is neither. This is part two of our ridiculously long discussion of The Last Airbender, the M. Night Shyamalan movie. So, just as with the first part, the audio is a bit choppy, but we did our best to smooth it over. Next week, we'll be back to business as usual. We also have a new rule. Uh, I'm not allowed to have any more energy drinks before we record, so I don't get this chatty again, because, oh boy, listening back, and it is hard to listen to myself. So, apologies to everyone, but especially Beth for that. Uh, speaking of which, we have the little extra side conversation that Beth and I had tacked on at the end here about the costumes, uh, because we ran out of time to record that during the actual recording. So yeah, look forward to that, and thank you for listening. Enjoy! We've been going for a while, but there's, I mean, there's so many things I still want to get to. Um, I, I gotta say, you know, I mentioned the statue room, how I kind of liked where they put that a little bit, but I, I also wanted to mention that was another flaw in this movie. Um, so Chris, the statue room was in the first air temple in the show. Mm-hmm. where they show the avatar cycle so they could explain it early on. Like, oh, look, you go in an order. You're in the air, air part of the cycle right now. And when he finds the corpse of his master, Monkey Yatso, master... Which, by the way, can I just say, like, what, what was that, like 100 years that he was in ice? Yeah. Uh, give or take. Those were some well-preserved skeletons. Like, everything's still intact. And, like, apparently, like, the skeletons haven't, like, turned to dust or gotten eaten. And they're just, like, there perfectly, like, on the surface. No dirt or anything covering them up. Like, wow. Yeah, I guess it's really dry up there. Apparently. (laughs) But they, uh, so that happens similarly. It's, you know, better executed in the show. It really does feel like sometimes they change things just because, like, well, I can't use the line from the show. That's that's too derivative. I got to make it my own and twenty percent worse at least. Uh, just changing dialogue and changing the way things are framed for like no goddamn reason. But so in the show, when Ang gets all glowy and pissed at that point, there's like a reaction in the air temple that it. There's a brief scene showing there's other spiritual places and temples around the world that react to his presence uh, in the air temple and sort of glows. And there's like a, uh, the idea is, oh, now everyone in the world knows the avatar has returned. Oh, so like he walks into one and they all light up? Yeah, well, he he walks into the one, he he goes, it's called the avatar state when he gets all glowy and more powerful. So he goes into that when he's pissed. And I mean, it's more complicated than that. But for the purposes of the movie, we'll say when he's in great danger or, experiencing very high emotions he goes into this state where he's more powerful and he glows and in the yeah in the show like that there's a reaction the first time he does that well not the first time the first time he does it in a temple all the other temples around the world like kind of light up like oh shit the avatar's back and that's a really elegant way of solving the problem of people knowing 
if he's back. And, you know, I think I mentioned this back in like way beginning of our podcast. It was like, yeah, it was a great moment that they did that because in the movie, they don't establish that. So they have every time he arrives anywhere, the villains who should all know he exists and is back and what he looks like by now are all like, oh, who's this guy? Is, is, what are you, the Avatar? Oh, and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm the Avatar. And they're like, but <laughs> the Avatar is gone for a hundred, like, it's just like, he just keeps repeating the same stuff to every new villain. And it's like, you really don't need to do this. Like, it, it could have just been one and done. I, I actually made a note about that. Yeah? <laughs> do tell. Um, all I said was, this is baffling, was this cobbled together by a blind grade schooler. Don't be mean to blind people. <laughs> it was pretty mean. Also, who is this child that just ran up to him? Oh, yeah. 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 And so I, that, that even gets to another problem with, like, is he the Avatar? The main character, like Sokka and Katara, technically don't know he's the Avatar until 30 minutes in. Yeah, they don't even, like, learn his name until, like, 20 minutes in. Yup. <laughs> they... our, title, our title character doesn't have a name until 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Did you, did you happen to notice that? Um, what I, I found it interesting, like, how they felt so obligated to, like, take him in and, like, the explanation of, like, oh, well, we found him, so he's our responsibility because that's what dad would have done or whatever the hell way they justified it. I was kind of yeah. like, oh, okay, I guess. But, yeah, yeah I, I guess I didn't really, like, I, I kind of expected that his name was going to be Avatar. Um, right, because they kept, they kept bringing it up, like, what's your name? And he wouldn't answer. He, does, he refuses to answer what his name is twice in the first 15 minutes. And then after their grandma has like a thing, he's the avatar and here's like a five minute dialogue while you're supposed to be running after him. But well, stop and have a fireside chat with me first. Okay, granny. Where she like tells you all the stuff that should have been in the opening crawl, but wasn't for some reason. She, they're like, oh, he's the avatar. You need to go with him on his journey. And at that point it's like, journey where to do what you haven't established any of this they go get him and they rescue him from the ship that he's on and then they uh, uh <laughs> they go to the air temple and he has his little freak out while they're there the line literally is is it okay if you tell me your name which like it, they've been flying from the south pole to this temperate region for, it's got to be at least hours, right? It has to have been at least hours. And they didn't once think to ask him his goddamn name. I'm reading some of my notes. I mean, yeah. this is coming from the guy who has probably done that quite a few times. And like, hey, so I don't have to just keep saying, hey, you, what's your name? After, like, maybe our fourth hangout. <laughs> so I guess. Okay. That's, it's a little less common in the days of social media where I'm meeting people usually over social media first or I see their name in like an invite. But you know, like 10 years ago, Chris, that was totally new. Sure, sure, that's fair. But you're not also, you know, like the title character in a movie where knowing your name is kind of important to know like the plot and who people are talking about when. And it, it, it's just, it's so fair. weird. But then it's not until after they save... Uh, uh, I think the first village that uh, Katara and Sokka think to go up to him, like, or, or right before they save the village, like, uh, by the way, our grandma said you were probably the Avatar. Are you the Avatar? After they already had his, like, 
psychic freakout in the air temple, and he's the, clearly the last airbender. He's so obvious the avatar at this point. It just is what you're having this conversation now. Like what? I ah. <laughs> I think it was around this time that I started to have like a mental breakdown while we were watching this because I'm reading some of my fucking notes here. Yeah. <laughs> I just wrote, what is going on? Our son had to leave the room because of this. <laughs> <laughs> why is, why is Katara, just why is Katara, is this the Emperor Island Players? Is this Kabuki Theater? No, this is a Hollywood film with a budget. Oh, okay. Say something nice. Say something nice. Say something nice. The costumes are okay. Oh, oh my God. Please don't read all your notes. We'll be here all night. Oh my God. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's where I'm pretty sure I broke. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, it seemed the budget was definitely there. That good effects. Yes. The world was yes. built really well. And then it was like, okay, cool. We're gonna have a kid do the dialogue and the story and pacing. God. Yeah. I like to I think that know. each actor was handed a script written in crayon. <laughs> <laughs> they may as well have been. Uh, you know what? That, that that makes it better, actually. Yeah. That mentally, for my for my mental my mental well being, that is how I am going to envision this. So, let's see. I think I was. <sighs> but I think else. I think the worst part for me is it it had you know it had the budget it had the uh, the right well it had some of the right ingredients. Yeah. It um, could have been something great. So here's the thing. A lot of the people actually on this movie are like the uh, uh, director of photography or whatever and like the editor and all these people are like big name people that worked on like a lot of stuff. I think th there were some people from the Lord of the Rings that were involved here. It's like, it, it, it's just weird that it ended up this bad. And the only thing I can think of is that Whoever wrote it, Shyamalan, made the lines so bad, and whoever directed it, Shyamalan, it, you know, shot so poorly that there was like there was nothing to work with in the edit to make it better. Yeah. It, it it's just I keep using the word baffling, but really, it, it, it he had a template, right? He had the show. He could have just literally swapped stuff around and filmed scenes directly from the show and just you know changed it a little bit for live action and been fine. He's like, no, 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 I need to change all the dialogue to be worse. I mean, there are some lot, there's a line in there. God, I keep pulling out specific lines, but I, they, like they keep, that child is being arrested. <laughs> I mean, if the Fire Nation is worse too, like we could have had like a crazy Shyamalan plot twist at the end. That would have improved it. You know what? It would have improved it. <laughs> like tie it in. Like, oh, it's actually Avatar is part of the world of Unbreakable. Right? Something. <laughs> like God, the fourth please. fucking movie in that arc. Although I guess this would have been before the last two in that. Command yeah. C. Command C. Control Z for your Windows peeps. Doesn't make sense. I have no idea what you just said. I've never seen any of those films, so. <laughs> um, I, arguably, <laughs> okay. two of those movies are um, M. Night Shyamalan's best films unbreakable and uh what's the one with the schizo dude um that's also next face thing. um face, no, face up face in? um the guy's got like 20 some odd different personalities inside of him uh, split, split face split oh, that's it yeah. um, okay. James McAvoy. oh love him yeah, yeah, yeah. that was pretty good and they tried to like tie the two together with uh glass 
with Samuel L. Jackson that came out two years ago. And yeah, yeah, it was like it a, was just bad. It was so yeah. bad. Yeah, like That's I was what going, I heard. like, okay, this might actually be good because Unbreakable and Split were pretty solid movies, and then that I'm kind of like, God, I wish I wouldn't have seen this in a theater. Yeah, yeah. Remember theaters? Those were a thing back uh, <laughs> times. Sorry, but I digress. Uh, so let's see. Did Beth? Did you have anything else you wanted to mention before I go on another tangent? Oh boy, Tom, another tangent. I don't have enough wine for this. I have had a lot of rock star. I can tell. I can tell you haven't shut up one. Sorry, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, no. How we, long have we been going? About an hour, hour ten maybe. Tom, you are uh, going to have to edit this. You know that, right? I know. I know. I only. I've like got two more points. Fine. Fine. Make them. No, no, it's fine. If you wanted to. No, I have nothing. You have nothing. I have nothing. I have nothing else to say about this fucking movie. I have tried. <laughs> so fucking hard to say something really really nice about this i went into this movie thinking i am just sick enough and delirious enough that i might actually find something that i like about this movie and i tried i did my absolute best i tried to be so fucking positive but i i feel broken inside i feel broken inside because of this i need more wine okay <laughs> sorry um, continue yeah uh <laughs> I just had a rocky childhood, but I mean, I guess I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> so, God, I you know, I, I mean, I can't dig into every little thing that's bad here because that's that's too many things. But there's there's <laughs> one of the weirder changes was making the Fire Nation anti spirit explicitly. Where because you know the the in Grandma's fireside chat where she delivers exposition, she mentions that like oh the Fire Nation doesn't want to live with the spirits anymore and it's the Avatar's job to to be spiritual and good and, and the Fire Nation like they make it sound like the impetus for the war is that they don't like the spirits and want to be free of their influence or something and you know they they say things like oh this is a place where they openly practice water bending like. It almost feels like a, a a kind of religious dispute, but I mean the impetus for the war in the show is capitalism. It's colonialism. They are ag aggressively expansionist, and they're just like, yeah, well, we're the best, and we're going to rule you, and that's that. They're America, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, their aesthetic is definitely based in Japanese, but it it their <laughs> the way they run their war machine is very American, and the plot of Zhao Admiral Zhao wanting to kill the moon spirit was sort of incidental to that that's his character's whole thing is just he doesn't think of the consequences of his actions he's just all i'm here for glory and grandeur and, and i'm all so right. great and i'm so strong who cares about holding it back and so you know killing the moon would have actually screwed over the fire nation horribly and you know that's that's sort of the the conflict there with iroh but in the film they made it out like the fire lord told him to kill the moon and that that's just their whole thing is anti-spirit which is it's just really like i mean okay that's a direction to take it like that if you're gonna make that change i guess that's okay but then iroh being clearly a very spiritual i mean they didn't really give him that much to do here but it just makes a little more sense for him to tag along on this mission if the mission is explicitly to kill the moon from the beginning, 
and not like something that they kind of pull on him last minute. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just they, it was it was definitely bizarre. They also made a big deal about the Fire Nation's machines, which I mean, yeah, on the show that's something. They were what? ships. They were just ships. Like we never really got to see these machines. Yeah, yeah uh, there was like at like the very, 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 very end. There were like some drills. Some drills. Oh yeah, yeah they drilled up to the yeah, ice. They wore but, little drills on their heads, spun around while they were underwater, like heated it with their magic hands or whatever. Or no, they couldn't even create fire. So no, that's not it. They just spun it around or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know. and then I mean, there was one. During the, the kind of prison break sequence when, when Zuko, disguised as the Blue Spirit, sneaks in, in the show, he just does it on a cart, like a wagon that's mm-hmm. being pulled in. In the movie, he does it being pulled in on a wagon that's inexplicably on tank treads. Oh, it's a machine. And it just like, yeah, they do, the Fire Nation is more advanced than the other nations and, you know, they've got kind of an industrial revolution thing going on, right? They've got because they have firepower quite literally they they can do more with metal they can heat things and do all these things and and that is a a part of the show but it's not like you know oh no we're so scared of the machines oh if only yeah naturally good like weird i was expecting a little more like i don't know like steampunk like i don't know like a moving house with cannons on all sides or something with you know, tank tracks uh, or tank tread or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something. If, for them to keep talking about machines and something then... Something more imaginative than... The most uh, complicated is a drill hat. Yeah, like, what? Get <laughs> out. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I have their machines underlined a few They're times. They're fucking as seen on TV, drill hat machines. Like, who the fuck is that? Oh, apparently there's one guy going through the ice here because he couldn't just walk through the front entrance like everybody else. Yeah, it's... Oh, jeez. Oh. Fucking so uh, the air temples did look very pretty. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll the, say the architecture, great. Great. I did see a couple background scenes reused in different places. Oh yeah, God. especially their yeah. saving the village montage. It was the same village like four times, just from different angles. With Look, like sometimes some that village just keeps getting fucking like taken over, and like for example, how. <laughs> He's got, like, the Princess Peach fetish of, hey, look, I got captured, like, two, three fucking times in this movie. They just keep getting taken over. They just don't learn. Yeah. They just never fucking left that village the entire movie. <laughs> like, God damn it! I just cleaned this up, guys. Can you just stay clean? Can you stay safe for just one goddamn minute, please? Yeah. It, oh. Oh, boy. Oh. All right. I think, God... I think that might be it. I'm going through my notes one last time just to make sure I didn't miss anything. I got one thing. So sure. So pretty much all the animals in this world are like some kind of like weird fucking like mixture hybrid of multiple animals put together. Yes. Does that mean that there's somewhere in this world a puppy monkey baby? Uh, Not that specific mixture that I'm aware of. That we know um, I mean, of, though. It could be in the rainforest. There's wolf bats. That's kind of... Wolf bats. I don't think there's any other dog hybrids, actually, are there? Uh, no. Oh, there was um, Polar Gray Dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. That, that doesn't come in until uh, the sequel series. Yeah. I don't know. There's, like, there's like big white puppies, and they're great, and I love them. I did see, um, and I, I found out, because... Um, 
I, I guess like months ago, I got really excited over this stupid turtle duck looking thing. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so fucking cute. And like while we were watching, Barbara's like, hey, do you realize that Avatar is where that turtle duck comes from? I'm like, oh, do we get to see one in the movie? No. Well, no, shit. Yeah. yeah, every every animal in the show is some kind of hybrid of animals to the point that at season two, they introduced a bear as a joke. And everyone in the room is just like, oh, you mean a platypus bear? No, just a bear. Oh, surely you mean some other kind of bear. No, it, it, bear? Like, it, it just says bear. And everyone's like, oh, this place is so weird. And <laughs> that's, you know, that's just, it's very cute. If they I, ever like, redo it, like or like make a sequel to this, they need to have the turtle duck thing because that like if if Detective Pikachu taught us anything, like really good cute CGI creatures. Oh god, they make every movie so much better. Yeah, so funny you should say that. Netflix is in development of a live action series uh, uh, of the Avatar. Uh, the Last Airbender. So they're they're working on that right now. And I mean, Netflix has done the good work. So I mean, yes. Well, so here's the thing: when they announced this, everyone was like, "Oh fuck, really?" And then the show's co-creators were like, "We're signed on. We're going to make sure it's you know appropriately cast. No more everyone being white. Like it's going to be yeah. it's going to be a good time." And everyone's like, "Oh, oh hell yeah! All right, great." Uh, a day or two before we were recording this right now. The creators came out on Facebook and said, so we had to leave the production. Oof. And they were really vague about what happened or why, but it's clear there's some intense creative differences there. Oh, God. And they're like, this thing is our baby. We want nothing more than to help it, you know, grow into like what it needs to be. But we just, for our own sanity, we basically had to step away. And so... Yeah. Well, maybe Netflix can get somebody that has experience with doing The Last Airbender aside from them, like, say, M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No. Nightmare scenario. Oh, man. I would hate watch that so hard. I, I have literally no interest in the live action. But, oh, God, we're doing a podcast about this show. We're probably going to be suckered into watching it for another podcast, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yes. At least, you know what? We might do a review of the first episode, and I refuse to go beyond that. <laughs> what if it's really good, though? Uh, Plot twist. It could happen. It could it, be really that fun. would it really be the, the M. Night Shyamalan twist, wouldn't it? Could, it? it could be the best thing you've ever seen. It could be better than the original show. <sighs> God, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think so fucking positively here. I appreciate that you're being an Optimus Prime, not a Negatron. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's okay. I'm sorry. I found it. I found the last thing I was trying to find about the the movie to talk about. They had this weird plot point where they want Aang to be aggressive and he keeps not being aggressive. And like when they're teaching him waterbending, they're like, oh yeah, waterbending is all about emotion. That's yes, that is true. All bending is kind of about emotion in, in, in a way in the show. So it's like, oh, it's a good thing touch on that but they're like hey use your emotions and bend and he was just like no i won't do it well he didn't say that it's not that dramatic but he starts bending water and then he stops and runs away and it's just like kind of like okay what are we meant to take away from this it is it is interesting because in the show a took up water bending like a fucking pro immediately yeah yeah i mean he he needed help getting better at it but yeah. he was able to start immediately but it 
So when he goes and talks to Magical Dragon Yoda uh, for like the fifth time or whatever, when he goes to the, the cave, the dragon has this line that is just like, it. he says, uh, oh man, I forgot to write it down, but it's like, as the Avatar, you're not meant to hurt people, which is like not even close to true like the avatar is not a pacifist thing it is not like oh you're enlightened and you you must not harm no they're about keeping balance whatever that means if they gotta smack some nazis down they're gonna smack the nazis you know like there's in the show you give the avatar all this power not to right in the show they've established that like you know the previous avatar like this whole war is his fault because he wouldn't you know he wouldn't step up to to make these hard calls and the one before him was like nah kill the bitch like yeah she did hit two lives ago he he talks to like (laughs) the past like four avatars in the show and each one of them is just kind of like nah do a murder yeah like (laughs) ang does have a problem killing in the show that's that's something they could have brought into the movie batman he doesn't have a problem doing a violence which you know we've seen he can do that. He shouldn't have a problem being violent because that, you know, he uses violence to protect people. He's he's violent on behalf of people that can't fight for themselves. So that there's nothing wrong with that. But the, the movie has this like bizarre thing where like they they solve the whole moon situation completely without him. He's like, oh, supporting characters, go see what's going on with the moon spirit. I'm gonna go out and fight in the streets, I guess. And so the moon dies and comes back without any involvement from Aang at all. Yeah. And after that, he like gives himself permission to be sad about the death of his people, I guess. And then he makes a big wave and just kind of pushes everyone away. But that yeah. scene with the wave took so long. He, yeah, it's like it was five minutes. The wave is just sitting there. Everyone's like, oh my God. That's why they rushed it's everything in the beginning because they had to have that long ass <laughs> wave scene. Just, it could have been like, you know, it's up and foosh and really cool, but, you know, that would have been expensive, so let's just do slow-mo instead. And so what Maybe... exactly happened with it? Like, so the wave didn't look like it crashed down and hit everyone. Everyone was still standing. He just basically was like, hey, big dick energy, and everybody was like, okay, well, we bow to you. Yeah, well, like, he just kind of pushed him away. He was like, eh, don't, you know. So in in the show, and I, I, I hate to keep coming back, but like, again, I don't think changes are bad. I think they, there's no way they could have done this in the movie. No. Right, but in the show, what happens is the moon spirit is killed, and the ocean spirit, the other fish, gets pissed and combines with Aang, and they become a giant koi water monster. Uh, it's like uh, some Godzilla shit. Yeah, it's like a it's a fucking kaiju, and and it like kind of slurps its way through <laughs> the city, like just whipping water at everyone and just like demolishing everyone it's cutting ships in half yeah whatever (laughs) whatever onomatopoeia you want to use for that he's he's swimming through the city fuck you i don't know uh and he you know he he but like he the the combined ocean spirit and ang just like fucking destroy the fleet and then after ua sacrifices herself to save the moon they're like oh okay i can stop beating people up you know, reverts back to normal and on his way back to his little pond, the ocean spirit makes a pit stop to kill Zhao. Whereas in the movie, Aang does all this shit after the moon spirit is dead and comes back for some reason. And then 
the ocean spirit does fuck all and four random waterbenders just like drown Zhao in like a really horrifying way and it's like <laughs> there's like fucking waterboard in him in the air <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, we're like, first, like, as the audience, we're just like watching him like twitch and struggle. And yeah, it's really oh upsetting. And, like, in the show, it was more like, oh, well, the ocean spirit is here. It's kind of like nature's revenge. You don't fuck with nature, nature fucks you right back. And yeah. the ocean spirit just grabs him, pulls him under, last you see of him. Mm-hmm. You don't need a body. But here, it's like, no, four random waterbenders are just gonna like, they weren't even like, we've never even seen these characters before. Nope. Couldn't it have been a. Katara, like, well, we don't want to have the teenage girl mur- do a murder, I guess, but it's just, like, really weird to have Aang be like, oh, yeah, you can't be violent, but, man, everyone around you sure can murder. <laughs> it, it was just such a weird, like, bad advice dragon. Everything the yeah. dragon told him was demonstrably untrue. It was just really weird. Oh, I feel like it's a the meme. Dragon, the dragon basically told him to be a Jedi. Yeah. Like, what, do you remember, like, those, all those, you know, image memes, like the, you know, the wolf in the suit that's just, like, you know, shouting advice at you back from, like, around this time, like, 2010, or, like, the the, the dog with the, yep, you know, yep. with, with the, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking uh, uh, about. Yeah, I'll, I'll be, um, what was it, like, uh, advice wolf, or I, I forget the exact name, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I usually had kind of, like, the, um, like, the circular uh, background that was, like, you know, two-tone colored. Yeah, yeah, and there's, like, Socially Awkward Penguin was one of them, yes. and, like, all those, yeah. like, this feel like, Bad Advice Dragon just feels like it fits right in there, <laughs> and, you know, it's from the same era, so, but, yeah, okay, that's my last point, I'm sorry, we've gone on so long, does anyone have any final thoughts on this? <laughs> I already gave you my final thoughts. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry I took up so much air this time, I just, no, you're good. As, as, so the, like, you had mentioned that it was more, like, everybody was saying that, like, you needed more emotion, but, like, what I took away from it was he kept fucking up uh, like water bending or whatever new bending he was learning because like he would just go to like a bad place like in his head like it's like oh I'm doing it I'm doing it sad thought like he was just like killing the vibe there basically like I I, I guess I didn't really catch the part where it was uh, oh you gotta have more emotion you gotta be angry well yeah I mean, they, didn't, they didn't mention anger specifically but the, the water bending teacher was like Oh, you you must let your emotions flow, Ang. I'm sorry, Ang, as um, they call them in the movie, for no reason. Uh, I mean, it's not like this was a book, right? Yeah, Where they could have yeah, gotten no. the pronunciations wrong. It was a show. They they anyway. I can't. I can't. Uh, but he's like, yeah, you need to let your emotions flow, and he freaks out and, and doesn't do it. And then the dragon's like, you are not allowing yourself to grieve. You need to be. You need to grieve about the fate of your people. And it's like, man, what in the fuck are you talking? He came here for advice on how to kill the Fire Nation. You're like, no, don't kill them. Be sad and use the ocean. <laughs> you must show them the power of water. Like, what? What? Nothing you're saying makes any sense. Make it make sense, please. It, it just, yeah, no. It, it the the changes they made to like a character no character in this movie has a coherent motivation at all other than zuko i feel like the bad advice dragon would give out like cosmopolitan sex tips from the 90s like tell you to really turn on your boyfriend just give him testicular torsion or something oh god ow oh that hurts to think about thank you for that (laughs) the dragon not me
Oh. But yeah, no, it, it, the changes that they made, like the specific changes to like character motivation and backstory and, and the really wooden dialogue basically just made it, nothing makes sense. Like they're, they're making different points than they seem to think that they're making with, and like treating the avatar like a Jedi where he's like not allowed to have a family. And like, that's not. He's, listen, he's the last airbender. He needs to bang someone. Yeah. And that is explicitly not a rule in the original. Every avatar that we know of has had a family. Anytime like, you say, like, hey, don't have sex, don't breed, like, they're gonna fucking do it. Like, whether it's Jedis or, like, you know, like, fucking, like, it's gonna happen. It, it, it just feels like Shyamalan was trying to... Uh, he mentions like, oh, well, I didn't want to just cast a bunch of Asian people because that feels too too stereotypical. Like, if it's martial arts, it has to be Asian. It's like, wow. well, the source material is very Asian, so you should do it for that reason. But okay, so if you're trying to, like, expand this here, but then he just threw in a bunch of Asian tropes that have nothing to do with the source material, like uh, heavy emphasis on bowing that was not in the show. And, yeah. like, stuff like, oh, well, if you're enlightened, like the Avatar, you can't have a family. And that's not in the show just anyway yeah no we gotta we gotta wrap this up i'm sorry so, <laughs> You're real fast sorry. how would everyone rate this movie on a scale of one star to five stars um as a movie i would give it two as a m night Shyamalan movie i would give it 4.5 out of five <laughs> i have to say uh my rating is five stars out of the room is the nightmare over <laughs> those five stars they exist somewhere it's not in this movie it might be in the other room Boy. okay so uh thank you chris for being on our show yeah, thank and you thank you for having me talking for so long about this this was a uh, very experience. educational the I shared like I trauma a little bit shared traumatic experiences this uh <laughs> the foundation of a lot of my friendships yeah are you inspired to watch the uh, the show now um maybe um <laughs> i, I want to say yes thing. but yeah it, it's a time thing like I've, I've right now i'm playing persona 5 royal and i've got apparently oh, 120 well. hours into it and i'm like fuck me and apparently i've still got like two more palaces to go in this game like jesus fantastic yeah that's well, good it doesn't feel like it if Anyways. you can find the time we'd love to have you back on the show sometime yeah, to actually talk about the episodes if you're able to catch up at any point that'd be kind if of cool. i'm uh, able to or if you guys ever talk is this podcast just about avatar or i guess i don't uh, really no, know anything about what this podcast is about we we uh <laughs> it's gonna it, it's all about Avatar right now. Once we're done with all three seasons of Avatar, we're going to move on to another show. Uh, most likely She-Ra, honestly. Got Which, it. if you have not watched that, uh, do it. Yeah, I, the most soon. I watched was hanging out with you pre-COVID times, like back in yeah. circa March. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was so fun. Was good times. But, uh, yeah, so no, we're, we are going to cover other shows eventually. Um, and so, you know, if we happen to cover a show that you know and have seen and want to talk about again yeah. we'd love to have you back on probably a shorter episode next time for all our sakes <laughs> oh, we, we we almost uh, got up to two hours here like we're uh, totally uh fucking what's his name joe rogan that guy that has like five hour podcast it's kind of a douchebag we're almost there halfway there uh, yeah <laughs> this might this might be a two-parter oh i boy. might make this a two-parter because i can't right. i can't i just can't <laughs> 
Good. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for being on the show. Thank you to our listeners for uh, bearing with us for this this experience. Um, <laughs> I hope we've inspired you to not go back and rewatch this movie to see if you thought maybe maybe I'll give it another chance. No, it's not it's not worth your time. You listen, you can't get that hour and a half back, guys. Listen, I tried. I but tried. for anybody that has like the enjoyment of terrible movies, like if you watch MST3K, give it a go with some friends. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe with a group of people would be different. That's true. Instead yeah. of furiously taking notes on. Oh, anyway, thank you to uh, Snesse for letting us use the track Unity from the EP Digression. You can find that track and more at snesse.bandcamp.com. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can email us at deeplorepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, please let us know if you want us to do any of these other, you know, any other movies or anything in between seasons, anything else we should uh, check out. We might do some Miyazaki movies next time. I think so. Um, just something to really, like, make us feel good and happy <laughs> and not like this between seasons. <laughs> and anyway, uh, that'll about do it. So uh, until next time, guys. Sweet. We don't actually have a sign-off for our podcast yet. We're still workshopping it. Uh, (laughs) I like it. So uh, until next time. Uh, Stay golden, pony boy. Use the ocean. Golden like a shower. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so real quick, I just want to make a comment on the costumes because I feel like I didn't really go into that quite as much as I would like. Um, Sorry. That's okay. So I mentioned before that the costume designer seemed to have really done their research. Um, Just as a matter of, like, their fabric choices, the color choices, the the garment construction. Um, I think my biggest complaint, however, is as far as the water tribe goes. The furs. Yeah. Yeah. Choosing brown fur, I... mm, Such a missed opportunity, especially, like... The first couple minutes of the film, you see them against, you know, with the uh, uh, Fire Nation. The Fire Nation is all black. You know, they're wearing, like, dark colors. It's little hints of reds, but they're not quite as visible. It's not vibrant. It's, yeah. So with the brown furs and the black, it all just kind of looks like a big muddy mess. And it, you can't it was tell not... Who's yeah, it, it just, it wasn't very appealing visually. Um, You know, Aang's costume, I thought was decent mm-hmm. yeah you know it it was a little more muted of course than his uh you know his his cartoon version which is fine if you're going for like realism mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know how i feel about that i know i know but you know it fit the you know the aesthetics of the rest of the film just fine it didn't stand out too much it didn't look too out of place so you know it it looked like it was from this world at least mm-hmm. The weirdest thing is some of the Earth Kingdom people, their costumes looked way better than Katara and Sokka's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I kept like looking at their costumes and I was just kinda like, I've seen cosplayers that have done better. Yeah. I it's... And like that's that's not like knocking the costume designer, you know, I'm sure they had to, you know, deal with the the director, but it, it just seemed like kind of a shame that they didn't use like richer blues for their costumes or yeah you know you any were... decoration anything to yeah. kind of 
liven it up a little bit. Yeah, like they they made Aang's arrow out of the, like all those little smaller shapes to try and make it more realistic looking, but they didn't really like embellish the clothes at all. I didn't mm-hmm. even think about that. Yeah, it it was just it was a little odd and it was a little boring to look at. And I found my eyes going to background characters more than them. Mm-hmm. I will say I really liked most of the Fire Nation costumes. My biggest critique is that it was just too black. There wasn't any red that was clearly visible, just yeah. little peaks of it. I think I would have preferred it if maybe they had like a red sash or something. Some more red detailing, some red paint on their armor, something else. Yeah. The Fire Lord's costume, I'm going to say, was complete garbage. It looked like it, it you know what it looked like it looked like a gladiator costume that you can get it like Halloween USA. Yeah, you mentioned that I think. Yeah. Time. Probably. I thought it was terrible. Yeah. Didn't like it. Just <laughs> fucking Mark Anthony looking motherfucker did not like it. A lot of a lot of really interesting decisions about the Fire Lord, both visually yeah. and narratively. Yes. It, mm. <laughs> he just he didn't intimidate. He no. blended and Zhao looked looked a little bit more regal, honestly, in some scenes, which is just kind of like, oof, geez, what the fuck? Considering how lost he was most of the movie, that's yeah. uh, kind of sad. <laughs> a little bit sad. I want to say the Northern Water Tribe? A little better, they right? They looked much better. They had, yeah. like, those blue parkas. Like, Yue's outfit was perfect. Love that cute little, like, icy-looking crown on the top of her head. Adorable. Loved it. Her wig was great. Yeah. But it still kind of just looked like a really good cosplay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of wish maybe they had decorated that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Maybe put some, like, you know, jewels or something. Make it actually look like she is royalty. Mm-hmm. Crown was a nice touch. Love that. Um, I didn't even notice a crown. Yeah, she, it, was, it was just like a little thing on top of her head. Okay. Where her little hair jewel usually is. Okay. So it's subtle. It was very subtle. And I thought it was cute. It conveyed the message very well. But mm, other than that, it was just kind of a boring. Yeah. It, it does seem like they sort of, you know, they wanted to commit to this realism thing. But did it <sighs> commit equally in all places? Yeah. I mean, you having a cartoony character kids movies wouldn't have been so bad if they had just made it all one or all the other yeah instead of this like well now some costumes look good and some don't because you you halfway yeah yeah oof mm, it, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well uh any other i just want to make a comment on zuko's scar oh yeah God, we uh, mention that. what scar right <laughs> fucking what scar where where is it Where's the fucking scar? You know, that was your chance to go all out with, like, the makeup department, and it just seemed kind of like, just add some red around his eye and call it a day. He just looks like he has pink eye. Yeah. That's it. He just looks like he has a mild case of pink eye. And I was like, who the fuck is this? Oh, that's supposed to be Zico, I guess. Okay, whatever. I was kind of pissed. Yeah, it's like, I mean, the scar uh, is a huge part of... You know, it, it's it's a constant reminder to the character of his of his status. And, yes, and every you know that it's that's, supposed to be like the his his glaring shame that he has to wear on his face constantly. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like, oh, I I guess it's 
a little gross. Like, don't rub your eye and touch me, I guess, but... When you get right up close, it's like, oh, your skin's a little bit wrinkly, I guess. I mean, uh, like, I honestly, I could, you know, find him a nice, like, uh, a nice concealer, yeah. and <laughs> he would take care of that right away. Oof. Oof. <laughs> um... Also, I'm pretty sure I saw one of the waterbenders wearing a pair of literal Uggs. No. Yeah. I'm, no. I'm like 99% sure I fucking saw that shit. And I was just kind of like, wait, did I? Well, I'm choosing to believe it's true just because it's fun. <laughs> and I will not be double checked. <sighs> yeah. And oh God, don't get me started on the hair. The hair. What's wrong with the hair? All the hair on the Fire Nation people. Zuko was missing his fucking iconic top knot, and I guess you None don't have to do. A top knot. You don't have to do everything, but like that top knot was fucking iconic. You know, it had a um, like a narrative purpose. Yeah, well, it's you a, know, it's, it's symbolic. a cultural signifier. It's, exactly. They never explicitly state in the show what it's all about, but people that are familiar with those tropes and those sort of things can see, like, oh yeah, everyone well, in the Fire Nation of of status has this top knot, and yeah, you know, when they cut it off because they've they've been, yeah, you know, shamed, like that's that's a dramatic moment. You don't need to really know to realize what's going on there. It is one of the most powerful <laughs> moments in the show is Zuko and um, Iroh cutting off their top knots. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> I almost said Eero. Oof. <laughs> Oof, indeed. Well. Yeah. But yeah, that's... Uh... <sighs> there was a lot. There was a lot to cover. I thought this would be quick, but um, No, that's okay. Not. I'm glad. I'm glad you mm. were able to get this off your chest. It was bothering me. Yes. Okay. I'm done. Anything else? Nope. You're I'm sure? going to leave it at that because I could go all day, but I'm not going to because we ain't got that kind of time. Oh. Well, the way to make me look great for going on and like... <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, we done. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I hope my gross slurping noises aren't too loud on your end. No, oh, you're good. It's actually pretty quiet. It, uh, it, it gets filtered out really well on here. Oh, then I'll have to start slurping louder. Yeah, uh, if you could. Let's see. Where's my notes? <laughs> uh, deep floor script, where are you? There we go. All right. I guess we're going to start now. Okay, let's do it Hello. live. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs>